right, everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is, of course, our sixth episode of the weekly news roundup. It is 8.39 p.m. here in Northern California, or 2039. Uh, Sun just went down. Beautiful day out today. Weather is really nice. Supposed to be like that for the rest of the week. So, uh, you know, take advantage of the weather if you can, of course. And with that being said... Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Mission Essential Gear Company. What are they? Well, veteran-owned company. Uh, all the guys there are Marine Infantry dudes, right? You got shirts, uh, silkies, stuff from BDS Tactical Gear, you know, so your admin pouches, um, you know, plate carriers, stuff like that, right? Magazine pouches, all that good stuff. You got Thules, which if you don't know what it is, it's basically like a field manual, right? Uh, if you're a veteran, you know what that is. You got you know, stuff, uh, for, you know, you got the basic Marine module, uh, you got stuff for Army Rangers, um, artillery, mortars, recon Marines, uh, you got stuff for everyone, so check it out, that's at stayready.me, I know the guys that run the company, uh, solid dudes, I met the, uh, owner and founder through one of my buddies from boot camp, and since then, he's actually been brought on to the company, so I, you know, I can vouch for him, uh, stand-up guys, quality gear, and affordable, right, that's what really matters, so with that being said, again, stayready.me, and we'll move on to the, uh, COVID-19 number. We began on Sunday with 2,960,000 cases, 206,000 deaths, and 864 people recovered. That's worldwide. Week ended on Saturday with 3,428,000 cases, 243,000 deaths, and 1,095,000 recovered. That's awesome. Finally starting to get in the millions for recovered. So, you know, let's keep those rates up. That's uh, good news. Moving on to Asia, on the 2nd, Kim Jong-un made an appearance at the opening of a fertilizer plant excuse me, in North Korea. This is, of course, dispelling any rumors of his death or incapacitation. Uh, got an article on that? Check it out. StayReady.me, of course. That's where you can find our blog. And we'll move on to North and South America on the 27th of April. The Pentagon released three short videos of encounters with UFOs by U.S. Navy personnel. Two of the videos show sailors reacting to the UFOs and a voice could be heard speculating that the objects may be drones. The encounters were confirmed by the Navy in September of last year, but now the videos have been officially released. The videos were originally leaked in 2017 by Luis Elizondo, the former head of a classified program to study videos of similar encounters. After the leaks back in 2017, a pilot involved in the encounters told CNN that the object moved like any, unlike anything he had ever seen. So, videos are, uh, you know, up all over YouTube, so you can check them out if you want. Uh, also, I think Joe Rogan did a podcast with um, Navy pilot that was involved in one of these encounters. Can't remember his name, but if you could find it, definitely suggest watching it. It was pretty cool. Moving on to the next day, the 28th, riots at the Miguel Castro Castro prison in Peru left nine prisoners dead. The prisoners were demanding better sanitation and medical care in relation to the pandemic. Some were also seeking pardons, of course, in relation to the pandemic. 
The riots ended with the help of some 200 security personnel. The causes of death for the prisoners has not yet been verified. On the 30th, NASA selected SpaceX, Blue Origin, and Dynetics to build its next-generation lunar lander to make astronauts to take astronauts to the moon by 2024. NASA said that three companies were chosen instead of one to mitigate any delays if one company just happens to fall behind on their production. So that makes sense, right? Uh, it's always good to get a little bit of space news. On the 1st of May, prisoners rioted in the Los Llanos jail near the city of Guanari in Venezuela. The riots over food and water shortages led to at least 46 people dying, including the prison's director, and that's according to Venezuela's military. Also on the 1st in Venezuela, details began to surface about a failed operation to topple Nicolas Maduro's government by a coup. The operation involved... 300 deserters from the Bolivarian Armed Forces. That's, of course, what Venezuela calls its military. Uh, it, of course, involved um, several billionaire financiers and private military contractors. The group appears to have been organized by former Green Beret Jordan Goudreau, who is the founder and owner of Silvercorp USA, which is a private military contractor, as well as Cliver Akala, who is a retired major general in the Venezuelan military and supposed ringleader of army deserters in the area. The group was training for the operation in Colombia. Colombia and U.S. officials are trying to figure out what exactly Goudreau's level of involvement is, and Akala is actually in U.S. custody after surrendering himself to the DEA because he was charged with conspiracy to traffic drugs into the U.S. by the Department of Justice. And that's in relation to uh, that same story with Maduro actually being charged by the DOJ with the same thing, conspiracy to traffic drugs in the U.S. At some point, envoys working for Juan Guaido, who is, of course, the uh, disputed president of Venezuela. He's recognized by most of Western countries, including the U.S. Uh, envoys working for him were aware of the operation and communicated on some basis with Goudreau, um, but at some point those communications ceased and the plan began to fell apart, f fall apart for multiple reasons. Lack of funds and equipment as well as distrust between organizers led to the abandonment of the mission, and by the time this podcast is released, we will have an article up on stayready.me. Check it out. With that being said, we'll take a quick break and move on to the Middle East after that. Moving on to the Middle East on the 28th of April. Protests in Lebanese cities entered their second day. The country has been facing mass unrest, mostly due to a financial crisis since October. In the Lebanese city of Tripoli, banks and cars were set on fire, and clashes between protesters and security forces left at least one person dead and 40 injured. On the 28th as well, <clears throat> excuse me, a suicide bomber using a fuel tanker killed at least 42 civilians in the Syrian city of Afrin. 
No group has claimed responsibility for that attack. Turkey, which holds the city after taking it from Kurdish forces in 2018, blamed the YPG, that's the Kurdish People's Protection Units, which is, of course, the main Kurdish militia in Syria. I will say that it's highly unlikely the YPG was behind the attack because they're not known for suicide attacks or targeting civilians. But at this point, we have no idea who's behind it. Next day on the 29th, a suicide bomber near the Afghan city of Kabul killed three civilians and injured at least 15. No group claimed responsibility for that. Likely either ISIS or the Taliban, but at this point, we don't know. On the 2nd in Iraq, in the Salahaddin province, an ISIS attack killed at least 10 soldiers of the Hashad al-Shabi uh, group, which is a militia under the popular mobilization units. The PMU uh, is, of course, responsible for much of the tension between the U.S. and Iran that really started to kick up in December with, you know, of course, the siege of the embassy in Baghdad, the killing of uh, General Soleimani, and, you know, all the stuff that came before and after that. Moving on to Africa, on the 27th, Field Marshal Khalifa Haftar announced he was accepting a popular mandate to rule Libya. Of course, throwing aside the UN-recognized House of Representatives, Haftar's Libyan National Army launched a war against the House of Representatives' government of National Accord over a year ago to seize the capital city of Tripoli. Haftar is backed by the United Arab Emirates, Russia, and Egypt. Libyan National Army is backed by Turkey. And of course, we put out an article on that last week with some fighting going on between the two. So check it out. StayReady.me. And we'll finish off with Europe. Canadian military helicopter crashed after disappearing over the Ionian Sea off the coast of Greece. One of six troops on board has been recovered. And sadly, Sub-Lieutenant Abigail Calbro passed before her body was found. Captain Brendan Ian McDonald, Captain Kevin Hagen, Captain Maxim Myron Moran, Sub-Lieutenant Matthew Pike, and Master Corporal Matthew Cousins all remain missing and search operations are still underway. On the 30th, Russian Prime Minister Mikhail Mushushkin stepped down temporarily after being admitted to the hospital with COVID-19. His deputy prime minister will take over until he recovers from the virus. And lastly, on the second, a soldier of the French Foreign Legion's 1st Foreign Cavalry Regiment died in a military hospital in France after being wounded by an IED attack while he was deployed to the African country Mali. Brigadier Dimitro Martignoc, again of the 1st Foreign Cavalry Regiment, was wounded on April 23rd by an IED. France has around 5,100 troops in Africa's Sahal region in support of Operation Barkhane. The operation that began in 2014 led to 35 deaths and 60 injuries among French troops. Operation, of course, began when French troops attempted to block Islamic insurgents from Mali's capital and has since branched out to the rest of the Sahal region and even gained support from a few 
allied countries. And with that being said, that's all we got this week. So, you know, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate all the support. Like, share, subscribe, rate the podcast. Um, If you're on an app where you can do that, you know, you can find this. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. You could find us on Instagram and Twitter at Analyze Educate. Same handle for both. You could, of course, find our blog, stayready.me, which is the same place you could find all of Mission Essential Gear's products. Again, highly suggest checking them out. And again, appreciate all the support, and we will see you next week.